was talking about uh, Vancouver's diversity. New Stats Canada numbers came out and showed that 54% of the people living in Metro Vancouver identify as a visible minority. So the first time we've been over 50%, that's up from 49% in 2016, the last time there was a census. Uh, The increase was predominantly due to 155,000 new immigrants settling in Metro Vancouver uh, in the past five years. And of course, the numbers shouldn't be too surprising. Uh, 80% visible minority um, population in Richmond alone, followed by communities like Burnaby uh, and uh, Surrey at 67%. Vancouver's at 54%. But you see that uh, diversity that's there. But one of the things we talked about, and joining me now is our contributor, John Jang. John, welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Jazz. Good afternoon. Uh, your thoughts uh, on the overall uh, numbers and uh, some of the things that uh, uh, Premier Desange, former Premier Desange, has been talking about. Uh, I mean, you know, I still uh, get frustrated sometimes where you don't see that diversity in our council chambers and our legislatures. But as Ujil said, mm-hmm. the, you know, sometimes these things lag the numbers and that we're probably going to see more of it moving forward. Yeah, I, I think we are starting to see a little bit more of that. Um, I, I, I do think that there are individuals who come from different backgrounds in certain public offices uh, that make a lot of sense. The elected officials as well. You look at Bowen Ma. I mean, that's just one name. Yep. Uh, Ravi Kalon. Like the NDP have obviously been a lot more diverse than I think some of the other parties in BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does raise that question, Jazz. Like when you look at the numbers, you know, 54% of all individuals in the in the Metro Vancouver area being visible minorities. Why don't we have anything close to that in terms of percentages when we look at politics. It feels like there's been a discrepancy there for decades. And, you know, listening to Mr. Desange talking about um, integration and all of that makes sense. But I also wonder if if just systematically, like the opportunities haven't been there, but times are finally starting to change. Yeah, I think they're getting there. I mean, it, it, there's always been sort of this unwritten rule, certainly many years ago, that you'd run South Asians in Surrey, you run those of Chinese heritage in Richmond, and you pick and choose between two of them in South Vancouver, and that was about it. And the rest of it was uh, other regions that we generally people who are of European descent. Now that is changing. I mean, you look at uh, some of the writings there. We have a South Asian uh, in, in Vernon uh, that has run and won. Uh, you saw a South Asian mayor in my my hometown of Williams Lake where I grew up. I um, mean, you look at the, the mayors of Edmonton and Calgary, both of South Asian descent. And I use South Asians as an example, but we need greater Korean representation, Filipino representation. I think where politics has been is you don't necessarily need to put these individuals in ridings where you probably have a higher proportion of, of that community. And I think the political class has been doing that in BC for far too long. And I think that we're mm-hmm. finally getting to the point where we can finally talk about, okay, why can't you run somebody of, let's say, uh, of Chinese descent uh, in downtown Vancouver? That shouldn't be an issue anymore. And I think some yeah. of the parties have just been slower in, in moving. And it's just like any organization. Sometimes people fear change. And that's part of it as well. Uh, the NDP uh, had to work at it. I mean, they, they got uh, shellacked in 2000 by the BC Liberals. They were in the wilderness for 16 years. And I think they've finally got serious about it and, and they have gotten there because of that. The BC Liberals are now struggling through that now and hopefully they'll get there as well. I mean, look at look at Surrey today. It's still, I mean, there's a South Asian population of was 35%, 40%. Uh, they don't have a South Asian mayor. Not saying that Brenda Locke can't do the job or Doug McCallum right. or anybody else. But you would think that sometimes even in those communities, people are held back because of infighting. Uh, people can't unite under a, ca- a candidate 
I mean, look at Rishi Sunak. He came from the Conservative Party in the UK and became prime minister. But that was David Cameron, a previous uh, prime minister, who made it an issue that they're going to start reflecting modern uh, United Kingdom. But that took five or six years to get to that point. And part of it was putting minority candidates in ridings that are generally viewed as safe uh, and, and then going from there. And if they get elected, put them in prominent positions and they will sink or swim based on their talents. But you do that over five or six or seven years that's where you see success, but it takes time. And that's where I think something like the BC Liberals are struggling through that right now, and other parties do as well. But it is frustrating, but I think I agree with what Rajul says. At the end of the day, this the numbers may lag with the numbers. The numbers tell us something. Uh, our society reflecting that takes time. And I think over the next five, ten years, we'll see a lot more of it, not just in politics, but in, when, we, when, we, when we send judges to, to make decisions in our courtrooms, in our boardrooms. Uh, we do hit a glass ceiling when it comes to female representation as well. So there's not, it's not just ethnic minorities. But it's, it, we're getting there. It's just sometimes very frustrating sure. just waiting for to see that change. And I think you hear that from a lot of minority communities and underrepresented groups or, or indigenous communities, another example as well. That's why I think it's important to keep talking about this stuff and looking at the numbers. So uh, I appreciate your time, my friend. But